1: It's time to tell our Podmeets World listeners that if you're currently tuning in via headphones, it's time you take audio seriously and join the JLab family. JLab offers incredible sound for all of life's moments. It's tech done better. Consumers deserve better than the same old tech they've been stuck with. Instead of high price tags,
2: everyone should have access to new innovations and products they actually want. So JLab thought, hey, why not do
1: something about it?
0: What are you waiting for? Get out there and join the JLab family.
1: JLab.com. JLab. Your kind of tech.
0: When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up
2: to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever.
1: And as you know, we are tech heads.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.
2: So I had a very strange night last night. I Uh found myself uh, walking a street at night, and Mm -hmm. I turned the corner, and I came upon Chris Collinsworth. You know who Chris Collinsworth is? He's the football commentator. And he was bowling in the middle of the street. Wait, what? So Exactly. Weird night. So I tried to tell him that I was actually going to be building a bowling alley in my home, and he should join me. But before that, he decided we needed to get Chinese food, where we met you, Danielle. That then turned into you and I together on an island trying to mm. figure out how we were going to get off. And that's when I realized I was dreaming. Mm. What? So, my question for you is because I've started to believe that a very Lebowski
1: esque dream sequence. It was, it was really bizarre. Very, yeah.
2: And I could have gotten into all the details. Chris Collinsworth and I were trying to hang a banner while we were in the Chinese restaurant. I don't remember mm-hmm. what the banner says. But then when, Danielle, when you and I ended up together on the island, we were spent the first part of the f- trying to figure out what the hell was going on, why were we on this island, and then how we were going to get off. It was very strange. And I started to realize that the older I'm getting, the more vivid my dreams are becoming.
3: Ooh, wow. And I'm wondering fun. if
2: that is... The same for either of you. Like, do you, do you when you dream? Is it like you are? I am fully immersed. I can smell everything. I can touch everything. I can see everything. It is vibrant.
0: Wow. Yeah. I'm so jealous.
1: Uh, yeah. I.
2: I oh, go you were there.
1: <laughs> you got to enjoy it. Yeah. You're, sure, on the, the, I, you're on the island. I wasn't alone. I, I used to dream like I used to have such vivid dreams as a kid. Um, I dream less nowadays. But I do, I, I, I'm, I'm usually, I'm, I'm a lucid dreamer. So I'm yeah. usually in control. Um, so I have a lot of, like now when I dream, it's really fun. I mostly fly. I mostly choose to fly. It takes work. It's kind of like I have to hold my breath and like swim through the air. It like takes a little bit, but I usually am aware that I'm dreaming. I get to stay within my dream and then I'm like, well, let's have some fun with this. And I start flying around um, and I love it. It's, but, oh, but like cool. I said, it only, I, I think I only dream like once a week nowadays. I used well, to Well, everybody, all everybody the time.
2: apparently dreams every night is what they say. Is no, every, every, sure. Every
1: I just time, don't remember. Yeah, it. You just don't remember right. them. Yeah. 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 Right.
0: Uh, no. Uh-uh. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just nothing. I nothing. my You don't even have fun sleep. in
1: dreams. You're not like uh, organizing things in your dream or No,
0: that is the problem. Is that my dreams are usually just things that were going on for me during the day and i can't shut my brain off so like when i'm directing something that's particularly tricky i will be directing the same scene over and over again and trying to like well i've got to think about this and what if the producers want that and maybe they'll rewrite it like this and how am i going to get this one to happen what do i have to say to her in order to get her to do that thing and she's gonna have to remember her lines and then i'll be like oh hey this isn't a this is a dream and I'd say to myself in my dream, Danielle, stop. You get to direct tomorrow. You don't have to do this right now. Try to go to sleep. And then I immediately go, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to leave that door open? What if I, and I just try to solve problems. Mm. Sounds or restful. It's super restful. But my my sleep hygiene now involves taking a five milligram melatonin and a Unisom and they do different things. The melatonin helps me feel drowsy enough to fall asleep and the Unisom will help me stay asleep throughout nice. the night. Um, and and I wonder if that is affecting, because I, I used to remember more dreams. Now, if I remember anything, it's literally just that my brain won't stop okay. running. And I, and I very rarely remember them. But I would love to have vivid dreams. Just we had so fun had on, on the I, island. We had fun I mean, on the had, island. You know what? Yeah. All I know for sure is that you made me want to eat Chinese food. Yes. And so, yeah, I definitely, good. It well, you'll really just be dreaming right
2: again in a half an hour. Do That's you guys,
1: problem. do you guys, um, oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> do you guys,
1: do you guys ever, uh, dream of, uh, on stage of Boy Meets World? Are you, oh, do you ever go? And back? I don't know my lines and I don't, yeah. I haven't read the script. I actually don't, dr- I don't remember Boy Meets World. I have actor dreams, Me but too. I'm never on the set of Boy Meets World. I'm always in Les Mis. Uh, uh, or the graduate. It's it's usually the plays that I've done. I don't uh, have anxiety dreams, but but I do have actor anxiety dreams. But it's uh, never on, on stage. But yes, you can never read the script. You, ever you have can't read problem? the script. You're on the wrong pages. You're, you're yes! flipping through, yes! and everybody's waiting for you, and, and everyone you gotta, knows what you're doing. Uh, and the
2: audience is there, and, and you're I'm always the like tweaking. I'm like, why can't I just uh, read this? The and then worst. if I finally
1: can read it, it's the wrong lines, and uh, the feet. I'm just so stressed out. It's uh.
2: the worst. I hate it. There's also so there's different schools of thought when it comes to dreaming. There are some people that say that you can't read in a dream, at all. Right. That but then there's other people that say no, no, no. That's not actually true. That's triggering a certain part of your your brain that you can read in. So I don't know which one of those is accurate, and which one isn't.
1: They, I mean, they say that if you want to become a lucid dreamer, you start learning those different cues to like practice. Yeah. Well, there's to, also like, glasses. Make have you seen aware. the glasses?
2: Right where they shoot the little laser. They shoot thing. the light yeah. into the
1: corner of your eye, which so shows one up of the in tricks is that you can look at a clock. And if you can't tell, you can't read clocks when you're dreaming, apparently, like, like oh. similar to reading. So if you're ever like, am I dreaming? You can just try and like read a clock. And clock. if it if it's always like the numbers are changing, you can't figure out what time it is. It's usually a sign that you're dreaming and hopefully you won't wake up. You'll stay within the dream, but now be in control of okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you think about how much of your life you're living, sleeping, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like your and your brain experience. Like I remember having so many epic dreams that. We're full stories. You know, I felt like I'd lived lifetimes, yeah. and I'd wake up. It's like up the and, movie. It's the it's movie crates. playing. But that, yeah. what
2: you just said is so funny because I remember um, going to buy a mattress, and Sue and I are there, and we're trying all the mattresses, and then we get on one, and we're like, "Oh, this is like a cloud. Oh my god, this is the most amazing thing." The guy told us the price, like this is six thousand dollars. We're like, "We're not spending that." And the guy's like, "Think about how much time you spend in your car, and how much money you spend on that. Now think about how much time you spend in your bed." And right. how you don't want to spend money on that. We're like, oh, we still didn't buy it because it was ridiculous. But it was like, a good oh pitch. my God, you're
1: right. That's a, that's a good salesperson.
2: It was. Because no, it was pitch. like, you're like absolutely that. right.
0: I wish yeah. it was more of our life. Just a little more. <laughs> just a little more, in- Sweet. and best, Sweet. just
2: with your eyes closed,
0: wondering Sweet. when you're going to direct and how you're going to get up and how you're going to do all this. Oh my God! <laughs> it
2: sounds awesome. By the way, we had a great time on the island. You should have joined me. Rye, I know. You been Next there. time,
0: invite me. Next time, let me know, just and I'll, us maybe and tonight Chris I'll try to dream about. Yeah, Chris Collinsworth was bowling weird. in the middle of the street. Though. In the middle of the street. I First also, you, as you were telling the story, I was like, I have so many questions. You're <laughs> thinking of building a bowling alley in your house? I was like, wait a minute. Chris, <laughs> Chris Collinsworth lives near us. There were just it kept going, and then I was like, oh, I think I was dreaming. I know where this is going. Yeah, that's where it went welcome to pod meets world i'm danielle fishel
2: i'm Ryder strong and i'm will Fridell. i said it ethereally
0: yes yeah asmr-ish yes as a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past i can tell you firsthand as you get older your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air.
3: (laughs)
2: That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore.
0: Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner.
1: It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a
2: Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your
0: history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered.
2: Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals.
1: I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box, and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media, and I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold.
0: Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized, and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift.
2: So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories.
0: Go to LegacyBox.com
1: world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time
2: to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly.
0: That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Summer is steadily approaching, and you know what that means. Wearing a
2: shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation.
0: Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations.
1: With your shirt on.
0: Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper
1: van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated.
2: And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick.
1: It's clear why Liquid IV is the number
0: one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water, and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout,
1: which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning.
0: Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't
2: miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration
0: with Liquid IV.
1: Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and
0: use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere.
1: Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you.
0: Non-stop traffic. The world is ending.
1: That's a big jump there, Ryder.
0: Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah,
2: well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandys.
0: Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm, not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients.
2: And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth.
0: God bless those little Keebler Elves.
1: When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the
0: perfect treat that will keep you going.
1: So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a
2: Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
0: Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya.
2: They're real. I've seen them.
0: When we first drafted a list of possible guests for Pod Meets World, we had basically three categories. Will do it, might do it, and won't do it. And even though we had this week's guest somewhere in between might and won't, we knew it would be impossible to talk about our experiences on Boy Meets World without him. He was one of our two set teachers— Wesley Staples. Between him and the late, great David Combs, calling them just teachers is difficult. Yes, they made sure we finished our assignments and completed the required amount of school needed to have a work permit, but they also both took it one step further, making sure we weren't just child actors getting a free pass through life. They challenged us and made sure the little bubble we were being raised in also had information steadily flowing through it. Their responsibilities went beyond making sure that that week's episode was completed. They made sure a bunch of kids' lives weren't totally ruined by chasing their dreams. It is no coincidence that Ben went on to Stanford, Ryder went on to Columbia, and I graduated Cal State Fullerton. We were taught to think for ourselves and care about our education, and we have Wesley and David to thank for that. In addition to Boy Meets World, and then later Girl Meets World, he'd also help shape the minds on the set of 10 Things I Hate About You, Insidious 2.0. Planet of the Apes, and much, much more. This week, we're honored to welcome one of the most influential people on the set of Boy Meets World, someone very near and dear to our hearts, a real Mr. Feeney, Wesley Staples. Uh, hey! Oh, look at your background! <laughs> you have the Boy Meets World <laughs> right. set, the Feeney set. That's from the, that's from the, um, that thing I think is taken directly from the final episode.
3: I think so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I don't have it there all the time. I want you to know.
0: <laughs> you should. I don't know why you don't. Uh,
3: yeah. All your Zoom meetings should be from Feeney's office.
0: <laughs> my gosh, you look exactly the same, Wesley.
3: Yeah, well, almost 80. Hello. <laughs> wow.
0: Oh gosh. Great, man. And you're tan and bronzed. Have you been in Mexico recently?
3: Yeah, my uh, the beach is actually in the background. So
0: I know that's what I was going to say. You live at the beach, don't you?
3: Well, part time. I'm still working in my way, but uh, I spend a lot of time here.
0: So wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to start with a real softball question. Oh boy! Which which of the three of us do you like the most?
3: <laughs> i refuse to answer on grounds that they intend to incriminate
0: it would have to be in
2: all fairness uh wesley you and i did not get to to spend a lot of time in the classroom together so it would have to be between danielle and Ryder. i would completely understand that okay, okay. Well, <laughs> and you. I,
3: I do i do however have a favorite uh bit that you did will it's my favorite of all you know why why it's the only episode i ever watched
2: Is it the one where I'm laying in your lap?
3: Yes.
0: (laughs) Wait, explain that. No,
3: but it's your song that just, oh God. (laughs) This is the graduation
2: episode. We actually had uh, Wesley and David were the teachers that are sitting next to Mr. Feeney and I'm singing to Sir with Love while draped across their laps.
3: Yeah, well. That's right.
0: (laughs) The absolute best.
3: (laughs) It's so funny. That was great.
0: Now, Wesley, how did you get into being an on-set teacher? Take us back to the beginning of being a studio teacher for us.
3: I was five minutes in a Broadway show in 1970 and decided that I'd rather teach. (laughs) So I ended up seven years in the South Bronx and decided I'd probably rather not teach there anymore because it was hard. If you take it seriously, you work yourself to the bone. So I left New York with another show, and The King and I, the old runner, and I came to New York to L.A. and There, a teacher was required for the kids in the show, so she and I became best friends, and I stayed. I did it.
0: <laughs> How, did you always want to be a teacher?
3: Yeah, I liked. I always liked being around kids, young people, and um, yeah, I, I I wanted to be a dancer, but you know. Mm. You get five minutes in a show because you know somebody, not because you're a talented dancer. So I saw myself struggling teaching $5 dance classes at 60, and that's not a pretty picture. <laughs> right.
0: right. You, you saw that far into the future and thought, this, you know, this, this yeah. is not for me. No. Right.
2: What was you? I have to ask, what was this, We're going back in the day when it, we're talking about some of the most influential people in the history of
3: Hollywood. What was Yul Brynner like? I remember his curtain calls every night and he learned it from maria callas he said he would come out onto the stage and stand and stare at the audience and they would eventually get to their feet and then he'd give them what they want you know and they'd cheer except for wednesdays which was blue do you know blue night in the theater blue oh yeah blue wednesday all the ladies in the suburbs come and they all have blue hair so they were too tired they liked it but they wouldn't stand every time Uh, they didn't stand he said f you and turned and left.
2: Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Challenging the audience until you got your standing ovation. That's, right. old, school. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> old school. That's old school. That is old
1: school. Paulus. I
3: have that's earned the at the opera. <laughs> Amazing. Oh,
1: that's brilliant. Oh, so Wesley, man. I want to know what what is like because I I don't think I qu- realized that you taught for 7 years before becoming a studio teacher. So w- what what's the difference between being a a, a regular school teacher, and then being an onset teacher.
3: Well, I mean, the, the, a, a lot of what you do, especially in the South Bronx, with the. Uh, by the way, my first students turned seventy-two this year. Anyway, let's get past that. Wow. They, big part of it is discipline, and so you learn all kinds of tricks and attitudes and uh, that deal with discipline. That's the most important thing. Otherwise, you get nothing taught. But in the South right. Bronx, it's also a, all, a humanitarian thing. The, you have kids who haven't eaten for a couple of days, so the only meal they get is a not very substantial breakfast when they get there in the morning. So uh, it's a big challenge, and you feel like you're an, um, such an important thing for their life It's beyond teaching nouns and adverbs and adjectives. It's uh, right. human things. It's being... Yeah respectful and kind and uh, changing the first day i got there there was a pile of desks in the middle of the floor because the previous teacher had been taken out in a straitjacket literally so it was challenging to get them in order and what in order meant that you cared for them and they picked right
0: Right. Yeah, not unlike being a parent, where you come to realize, oh, they actually feel the best when there are rules and boundaries, and right. and when we enforce them, they right. actually behave better as opposed to just letting them have a free for all.
3: Yeah. Right, and you don't do it out of fear. I, I but the one I, I did the first few months at a as a substitute at a junior high school before I went on to senior high school, and my kids were struggling to put those desks together and sit in them and so forth. And uh, uh, the next door neighbor, Kenny, was a gym teacher. He taught health. And, and his I'd walk past his room and kids would be sitting bolt straight, upright, staring at him without barely breathing. And I said in the teacher's room, Kenny, what do you do? He said, first day of school, the first person who peeps, I pick them up and throw them against the wall. They don't peep <laughs> at all after that. Oh, my gosh. Wow. But I decide. No, no, not me. <laughs> that's not your. That's style. like that's like mm. prison
2: rules. That's like the first day picking out the biggest guy and starting a fight. That's well, that's
1: wild. that's how you were on set too, right? When you yeah. when you first meet kid <laughs> right. actors. Yeah, that's right. That's you you pick up
0: the, that savage kid, kid or that strong I'll, kid. I'll never forget when he picked up <laughs> Lee picked Norris and threw him across <laughs> the room. <laughs> I knew from I, that I, moment you know,
3: on. That's how I was with you, and you didn't want to do chemistry.
1: Oh, chemistry! I will never forget. You too. You, no, here's how bad it got. I was so far behind in chemistry, my like, I guess my 10th grade year, whatever. But then over the summer, I was still doing it in Rome because he was Rachel's teacher in Rome. So I went to Rome for like six weeks and I was living in Rome and you were still like, right, chemistry. And I was like doing homework all
0: summer. Oh, but you 16. don't remember at
3: KPLA when you locked yourself in that plywood classroom and refused to come out until you didn't have to do chemistry anymore.
0: Yeah. Did I really? <laughs> Wait, you guys, I also have a chemistry story with Wesley. Uh Wesley got so fed up with trying to teach me chemistry. He brought in another woman, a totally different teacher, and was like, she's going to teach you chemistry. (laughs) And he was like, I'm not doing this again, probably because you had scarred him forever, (laughs) right? It was awful. And he's like, I'm not doing this again. And so he brought in this dear French woman who was so lovely and was trying to teach me chemistry. And we would do my tests together and she would go, "Okay, now on this question, what do you think the answer is? And I'd go. B. (laughs) And she'd go, hmm, (laughs) Why do you think it's me? And I'd go, well, maybe it's actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, (laughs) see, (laughs) I've literally never, I never, I swear to you, I don't remember a single thing about chemistry and you know what? I'm never going to use it. I can't stand it boo on chemistry so you're saying the
2: scientific world lost nothing when the two of you decided to stay in the entertainment industry and not become chemists okay i I actually actually enjoyed it i
1: just managed to make it last so long because (laughs) i was so bad at it it took me forever to get through it but i did actually like the mental
0: part of it but no like oh my god no so obviously, his name is going to come up dozens of times for the next hour. So I would like to talk about your co-teacher, someone the listeners already have heard a lot about, David Combs, who we lost earlier this year. I'd like to think that he's here with us for this interview yes. right now, because there's, there's nothing that would have been better than to have the two of you here to talk with us. Did you know David before Boy Meets World started? Did he Was he the one who brought you in? And
3: I, I knew him well, yeah.
0: Okay, how did you two
3: meet? Just union stuff and Mm -hmm. a job here and a job there. Um, And also, I would day play on Wonder Years, and he was one of the major teachers on Wonder Years. Right. So, yeah, it's like a punch in the gut. It's very hard, I think. I think of him all the time. Yeah. He's an amazing human being.
0: Yes, he was. He was eccentric and weird, and, and that's bril- what we love brilliant. People for. Yeah. Exactly the <laughs> yep. things that make them different, instead of the things that you could just say about anybody.
3: Yes, yeah. he had a vicious sense of humor. Tell you, yes he did. He did. Yes, he uh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did.
0: And am I remembering it correctly that you were primarily brought in then when Lee and I were added to the cast, right? Like you came in when yes. they started yeah. to become more kid actors,
3: and another teacher, Nancy Flint. Uh, yeah. Um,
0: I actually remember your interview. Yes.
3: Your interview.
1: Like, the parents interviewed you um, and then they brought us in to meet you. Yeah. And I remember because we had that second room because we had the two like trailers on the stage. So we we're in, in the stage. Oh, that's but, right. Um, yeah. And you were you got the second room. And I remember meeting you sitting on the couch in there and being like, Oh, we have another teacher, we have a new teacher. And then <laughs> you did your magic, which was as opposed to D- David David's approach to the classroom was functionality there's a a a desk and a couch and hopefully popcorn that he could eat yeah and we'd (laughs) we'd figure it out whereas you actually like you hung maps and you had quotes Mm -hmm. and pictures on the wall and your classroom immediately became like a real freaking classroom (laughs) and i remember being like oh we have boards and we could write poems on the wall and it was so (laughs) it was like a completely different environment and then you'd go next door to david's room and still just be a couch and a desk
0: It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic. The world is ending.
1: That's a big jump there, Ryder.
0: Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah,
2: well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandys.
0: Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm, not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients.
2: And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth.
0: God bless those little Keebler Elves.
1: When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the
0: perfect treat that will keep you going.
1: So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a
2: Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma.
0: Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's
1: B-O-U-Q-S dot promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD.
0: When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If
1: we could, we would take Hyundai to prom.
0: Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303 mile range, available two way charging, and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever.
2: Say teched out again.
0: Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose.
2: Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV.
1: The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means
2: your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia.
0: And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. Could you explain to our dear listeners what a day in your life was like on Boy Meets World? What was, how was your, what was your prep going into a new week? What was your day to day like? Because you were not just a teacher who had to make sure we were doing our school schoolwork and we were learning. You were also another set of eyes and ears on set to keep us safe.
3: Yes, well, our, we have two duties: uh, welfare and teaching, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the state empowers us to do that we're necessary evil the producers have to hire us to uh keep them Well, actually to protect them from getting into trouble but but uh if over the course of the forty whatever two or three years of them this in this industry um it's been a handful of times where you have to step in and pull kids from set one of those happened on girl Meets world but i that's another story but uh i i am i'm a person of ritual i i like to come early i like to settle in i like to read my paper and have coffee and as some people know burnt toast and yes uh, and still uh,
1: love the sourdough toast with
3: you in the morning uh, yeah so so uh you and uh and and joel zwick he used to come to and join me so so that's, you know, that organization and kind of, so it's kind of a spiritual prep of the classroom is how I start my days. And, uh, and, it, and b- with Boy Meets World, there were fax machines on the desk. And I'd get mm-hmm. there Monday morning and there'd be tests and worksheets and all of that. Because at that time you were doing it mostly what the teachers uh, were doing in their classrooms. Mm-hmm. Not so much with none such, but a bit.
0: Uh,
3: that's great that was that was a good approach because it allowed us more leeway now now it's eight of every ten have just screens and many many i know you and Ryder take things you take it very seriously i know what you've done with school and your kids but uh, not a lot of people do that it's like an easy entry into the film industry if they don't have to go to school and uh, i see kids in the fifth grade or don't know how to add, subtract, uh, mm. or write. They're not being taught script anymore. It's dumbing down, I think.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there was well, that was one of the things that was so wonderful. I was not a good student uh, for a long time in middle school and then early in high school, and then I met David. And one of the things that David did for me, my my school, I went to a very good public high school in in my town in Connecticut, but they weren't equipped – to have a child actor to where they're going to send a syllabus. They just didn't know what to do. So essentially what they did with David's help is they said, go pick college courses, pick whichever college courses you want, and we'll give you credit for that. So David and I got to sit, and that was the first time in my life where um, I had a teacher who was like, what do you want to learn? What's going to get you to that place of you, you're not doing this because you have to be there. You're doing this because you have a love of actually learning it. What is that going to take? And of course we have certain things we have to hit, but other than the two or three things we have to hit, what do you want to learn? And I remember he and I going through the different catalogs and it was like, Ooh, anthropology, Ooh, archeology span course. Oh, he's like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's figure it. And then we'd sit there. And so it wasn't that I was getting better grades, which I was, I was like a C student, when I met David and an a student when I left, but what he taught me was the love of learning. Yes, That was the thing that was so amazing about it was that it was, it was on, on me and it was him, him sitting there just going, what, what's, what's it going to take? What's it going to yeah. take? Because I, I, I started with him going like, I don't have very good grades. I don't like cracking books. It's just not my way. I like to be the funny guy in class. And he's like, all right, well, what do you want to learn? It's like, well, I like mythology. Great. Let's take a big, we're going to do, we're going to do two courses in mythology. We're going to do this. And by the end, it was then me without him going, ooh, what do I want to learn next? What do I want to learn next? So that was what I took away from David almost more than anything else was he taught me the love of learning and the best way for me to learn. And that's something that I think some, that's what makes a great teacher is, is it's, He he left me with more than the grade. He left me with uh, just needing to learn more, and that's what he taught me more than anything else. You're
3: so very fortunate.
2: It, well, hu- Oh God, hugely fortunate, and that's what I take away from him more than yeah. anything else. Yeah. And I have to
1: say, like that was a benefit. You know, that sort of one-on-one attention is like the benefit of of being on a set and having Huge. a studio teacher. Unfortunately, it wasn't always the case that the studio teacher was was interested in that, Uh, you know, uh, I, my experiences before Boy Meets World were, you know, it was, it was a mixed bag. There would be times when there would be a studio teacher, big air quotes, who, you know, had maybe gone through some sort of certification or whatever to be a welfare worker, but had no actual educational experience or or desire. And you, you, You made that joke about none such, which... Was the name of my my high school? There was a time when I was I I was guest starring on some show, and the studio teacher was there. Found out that I was reading a Stephen King book and took it away from me because it was too Ooh. adult, it was too grown up, and I wasn't allowed to read you know a book that was about whatever she deemed, you know, not, and then I remember her having to fill out the form at the end of the week or the day or whatever to say like, you know, what, um, you know, about what I got done or or did our hours or whatever. And she was like, and writer, what's the name of your high school? I was like, none such. She's like, Ryder, what is the name of your high school? I'm like, no, no it's, it's nonsense. She's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Come back and talk to me when, you, when you've thought about what you're saying. I'm like, oh, I just beat up. Yeah. It was like, they were just disciplinarians. They didn't care. Yeah. You know, it was just like, get the hours in. So you guys were just, I mean, it was a revelation, I think, yeah. for all you of teachers. us. You were well, yeah. teachers. You were actual teachers.
3: There was an educational theorist and scientist in the late 50s named Robert Gardner. And he came up with the theory of multiple intelligences and uh there were eight he came up with eight now they're like 28 or something different brilliance that people have that explain why you shouldn't be force people into narrow pathways you know not only math so what i mean yeah okay fine but that's not the brilliance that some people have that person might be able to be on the basketball court and see things in slow motion and be a a michael jordan i mean that's brilliant A dancer right. who can remember the body form and associate it with the music and and do Swan Lake like nothing. I mean, that's a brilliance. A, bit, a guy who can fix a motorcycle in his sleep is a brilliance that some of us don't have. Uh, right. And uh, and some kids who are ADHD or, or or for some reason just hate everything to do with school, like you were fortunate to find, can can find ways of learning that are exciting and wonderful. I had a student, and I'm still in touch, on Planet of the Apes, who came in the first day. I went in and said, okay, so he wouldn't mind me using the where's Luke, where are your books? I don't have books. I said, well, what are you doing? Well, I'm signed up in school in the Midwest, and if I practice my guitar, I get credit for music or math. If I figure the ta- tax on a." thing in a restaurant i get credit i said okay same same as your story with david well what do you what do you want to learn and he get he told me and that's exactly i brought stuff in and and we did that for three or four months except we continued it afterwards at coffee shops in los angeles until he was kind Mm -hmm. of on his own now he's exceptionally uh, successful has several movies that he's written Is touring with i remember him at Oakwood banging on the piano. No, no. That's it. Luke, you might want to refine that a little bit. He's <laughs> he's playing classical and jazz in major concerts all over Europe because he was left, not to feel he was less than because he didn't want to take physics.
0: Because you have a, a limited number of students, you were really able to cater a lesson plan to them and their interests and who they were as people, and you could adjust it as as you got to know us all better.
3: No, I loved. I loved. I pulled Ben's leg through the entire OJ trial. <laughs> I remember. Turn the TV on, sit in front, of him and say, "Look at him. Look at his face. He's innocent. You know it." <laughs> oh, he's so pissed off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember our political discussions. Watching the yeah. OJ Simpson trial, and then also whenever, um, whenever it was an election time, we would sit. In the classroom and go ballot measure by ballot measure and debate and have so much discussion and so
0: much argumentation. It was
1: really, I mean, so formative for me.
0: I was in the classroom during all of the Bill Clinton, uh, Monica Lewinsky Lewinsky stuff. Yes, And you guys, you teachers were the first people to say to me, why do do you think, just putting it out there do you think the president's personal life should be this big of a topic of conversation? Does a person's personal life actually affect the job that they do. And it was such an engaging discussion about, well, yeah. what does it what does it say about character? How does character impact? Like, it was truly, it was, and I had never even thought of it, it was just like, he lied under oath and, you know, right. the truth is the tr- what the truth is or whatever, the, like, I remember those were the things that were on the news, but the discussions that we then got to have because of the news, you guys were yeah. never, you never failed to take a real life situation and put it back into a learning environment and a uh, critical thinking and ha- debate and good discussion and i would remember you know we'd be in the middle of a heated discussion about something and be- we'd have to go to set and you guys would yeah. be like we'll talk about this when you come back go 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 ahead, yeah. go, ahead go ahead go out to set and oh, we'd man. run out to set holding right. on to all those thoughts
3: what a fertile row to hoe now
0: yes yeah, exactly I... mm.
1: it was also i mean beyond beyond the sort of like intellectual academic Support. I mean, I also just remember, you know, a real emotional support too. like, I remember one time we went to um, Children's Hospital to Mm. visit terminally ill children. um, And uh, it was really hard, you know, (laughs) because we were we were the we were like the entertainment, you know, the sort of make a wish. People from TV come in and meet these kids and light up their, their day. And then you have to leave, you know, you have to walk out of their room and, and know what, what, what they're facing. Um, and I remember just coming back to the classroom to you and David and like trying to put on a good face. And, and uh, you guys, like you just putting your hand on my shoulder and being like, that was, that was really hard for you. Wasn't it? I just bawling, like it just breaking down. Um, I also remember, I don't know if you remember this Wesley, but we got, we got into it one time really intensely uh, somebody we knew was getting plastic surgery. Do you remember this debate? Not
3: me. <laughs>
1: no. It was somebody, it was somebody, it was somebody on our set was getting some work done. Yes. And me, yeah, at, I remember that, me at me at 16, I think I was very anti any, you know. I was in my self-righteous writer, uh, you know, anti-superficial. Okay. Yes. yes, yes. And that'll okay. end like anytime.
2: That'll end anytime. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> and and you, you know, you decided to play devil's advocate with me like you did. But it was also very, very personal for me because I was very upset that this person was getting work done. And I felt like they shouldn't. And it was it, and and I wanted to judge them. And I was very judgy and very self-righteous. And, you know, all my hippie, none such inspired bull. And you came at me really hard. And I remember getting so angry. And, and, and you know, I think be, as opposed to like the political discussions or the academic discussions, it got it got so heated and I, I stormed out and I like, I just lost it. And, um, in a way that a lot of adults, you know, you, 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 a lot of adults would have just let it go with that or whatever. But I remember you, you took the time to write me a letter and apologize. And, um, and it, it affected me so much because I knew, I, I, I knew that you, you were, you were, having an abstract discussion with me and that I let it get too personal and yet that it was okay that it was personal because you were like, you wrote a very personal letter saying, I love you. I care about you. Your relationship is more important than winning any debate. And that was such a great life lesson to me that, you know, that we could disagree, that we could get each other riled up, but that you ultimately were there to support me as a person and as a friend. And just, it was, I can't thank you enough.
3: Thank you.
0: It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines
1: at work. Your kids screaming at you.
0: Non stop traffic. The world is ending.
1: That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry. Kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get
2: away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandy.
0: Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm, Not with this hair. Play guitar
1: with her father, Jedediah?
0: Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients.
2: And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth.
0: God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a
1: comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So the next
2: time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
0: Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent you.
1: They're real. I've seen them. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us.
0: Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible
1: mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing?
2: Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow.
0: Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine
1: farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating
0: our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano.
2: That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special.
1: And Books is simple. I went
0: online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now.
2: And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma.
0: Go to Books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B O U Q S.com promo code
1: WORLD. Book's promo code WORLD.
0: When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever.
2: Say teched-out again.
0: Nope, that was a one-time show. snooze lose. Well,
2: either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV.
1: The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger.
2: So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia.
0: And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai.
1: It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. I would like to talk about something I remember about you and want to know if you still do it. Do you still do like 45-day hot lemon and cayenne juice cleanses?
3: (laughs) Oh, that's why we're seeing just my shoulders down.
0: (laughs) I remember Wesley coming in with like a jug, like a a two-and-a-half-liter jug of hot lemon water with cayenne flakes and being like, oh, what what is that? And he was like, "This is oh, it's so this good is lunch, for you.
1: Breakfast it's, and dinner. <laughs> it's the it's, it's, it's
3: master fast.
0: The master fast, and it cleans out my <laughs> lymphatic system. And boy, oh, I, I'd be like, well, how, oh wow, so you that's just all your that's it. It's got honey and lemon and cayenne, and that and that's that's all you're gonna have. Like that's it. You're not you're not eating anything else. No, it's so good for me, mental clarity. How long are you gonna do this for? Thirty days, forty five days, maybe oh. ninety days, being like." Sir, what is wrong with you? Oh, <laughs>
3: well, I only ever did it for, well, the first time I did it was 28 days.
0: Okay. And then? And
3: then seven days, once a year.
0: Okay. Then seven days, once a year. Okay. You, you it's at the cleanse. time, were like, maybe but I'm just going to do this forever. But look at him now at 80 know. years old.
2: <laughs> My God, he looks healthier than the three of us put together. I so say, yep. I,
3: I, I, I first did that on, I worked on Family Matters with the Urkel character for two years.
0: Yes, Jaleel.
3: Isn't Jaleel yeah. And his mother, I just worked with Darius's daughter. Oh, oh, Isn't she? Anyway, uh, uh, Jaleel's mother said, oh, I said, what's that you're carrying? Same thing, urine? She said, no, 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 no. I said, well, I, well it's water and blah, blah, blah. So I said, well, I'll try that with you. So two weeks go by, and the makeup lady came to me and said, I see you're carrying that thing that. Gail carries, and she's. I said, "Yeah, we're we're in the middle of a fast," and she said, "No, you're not." She. I saw her have a hamburger at lunch. Oh She cheated on you. She cheated on me. Uh, cheated on Twenty-eight days until I had. An, they had an intervention, and they said, "You know, All right? You're gonna die now."
1: Yeah,
0: you have to eat so something. Skin and bones. Mm. I want it. I would miss the smell of your sourdough burnt toast in the morning. Yeah. And oh, burnt, well done toast is a is a favorite of my family it's as well. But coffee. then also with you, like burnt, the smell of burnt toast brings back more memories for me than just about oh, yeah. any other smell. Smell in of burnt my entire toast, life. some
1: hissing cockroaches, some yeah. Madagascar oh, hissing gosh. cockroaches, yes. and the taste of coffee.
0: <laughs> do you remember you bought us Madagascar hissing cockroaches? Do you still do that? Those taste good too. Oh, Wesley. Oh, they do.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: do you remember bringing us the Madagascan hissing cockroaches as a class they pet? They multiplied very quickly. They sure did when we <laughs> they, left like, them there over the summer.
3: ironically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, rabbits. Oh, yeah. Rabbits. Try cockroaches.
0: Oh, oh man. <laughs> I just so appreciated that because although it was a obviously left of center uh, class pet, <laughs> I appreciated that it was yet another way you tried to bring As much normalcy, which sound people are like, where are you going with this cockroach lady? (laughs) The idea of being able to have a class pet that are Mm -hmm. just little things you don't think about as a as a as a kid that like is a normal part of growing up. uh, We didn't really get to have, and so you were like, listen, you can't have. We can't have a bunny here. We can't have a dog. We can't have these things. But we can have a cage with these cockroaches that don't require a whole lot of upta- of upkeep. And you guys are going to be the only people ever to grow up and tell the story about I had a pet Madagascan hissing cockroach. And yep. were they named? Did they, did they have names? Do you remember? They must have. Oh, no,
2: they were I don't remember. 150 of so them, so them. Ah, by the time we were yeah. finished,
1: exactly. But the we whole idea them was, them was that, that you would touch their back and they would hiss. hiss. That was yeah. their whole thing. You could like pet we them could hold and them. they would hiss. You could hold them. Oh, I you wouldn't hold them and I would touch their back.
0: Them. Oh, I held them. You could hold them and pet them like this, and they'd go. Ssss. But that was it. That's all they did. They they had no other recourse. <laughs>
3: yeah, <there was> nothing <laughs> else to do with them. They literally have more protein per body weight than any living creature. They lived through the ice age. I just like to very
2: quickly. You, you said something a while back, which I the correlation to me, I think needs to be said because you said that you were kind of a person who would have your rituals in the morning. You'd come in in the morning. You'd want to take some time to yourself. You'd read your newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd drink coffee, you'd eat the same thing. And it has to be said, you know who did exactly the same thing? Bill Daniels. Really? Mm-hmm. And I think the idea, there's something so interesting that the, the man who's so important for us for playing our teacher and then the man who was the teacher... You have those same kind of rituals. Bill was the same way. Get there the same time every day. Didn't have to read that. his paper the same time. He'd eat the same thing in the morning. He'd have his cup of coffee. And so I think it's very interesting that you you have that similarity with Mr.
3: Dan. I have no disrespect for him because I love him. I mean, yeah, I worship him. I fall down before him. But someone wrote his lines.
1: <laughs> yeah, very yes. true.
3: Very, very true.
0: <laughs> Touche.
2: <Yeah>. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, sir.
0: So cool. Touche. That was awesome. <laughs> so, I you want to talk about something you were talking about when you were in an in in classroom teacher in the South Bronx, but it also applies to being a studio teacher. How hard is it to discipline a student in an onset environment? How do you discipline? And do you have any good? Did you ever have to discipline us? Yes,
2: that's the story I wanted. Is there a discipline story we can get?
3: I've never. Th- thought of any of it as discipline mm-hmm. i thought of making reasonable requests and doing what i had to do to make them happen I, there was never any you're gonna sit in there until you stop thinking that way i don't remember that mm-hmm. it, it happened. i don't i think we were all in it together
2: what's the strangest thing that's ever happened to you as a studio teacher
3: I don't, I, I'll tell you something that I remember in the process here, and that was of when we first got KTLA. Each of, uh, not Will, because you are a year or so older, uh, but first Ryder, then Danielle, and then Ben got their driver's licenses. <laughs> and as I remember, a short while after Ryder got his, that little Z 3 got not just binged, something happened, Shortly after Danielle got hers, she hydroplaned on the freeway. And mm-hmm. shortly after Ben got his, a little bit of hubris, he came ripping into his parking space and took the side of the damn building off. So, uh, <laughs> one month s- after each one, now
1: I did not wreck my car. That was my, my friend borrowed my car and wrecked it. Oh, but yes, oh, okay. totaled it, totaled it. My buddy Sean wrecked my Sh- car. Yeah. Sean <laughs> crashed your car. I don't think I ever Dude. knew that. Oh yeah, he he yeah. I, I let him borrow it during like a lunch break at uh, on boy, and he totaled it in oh, an cool. intersection.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, you may not have totaled your car then, but only one of us got multiple tickets this summer. So yeah.
1: Oops. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> very true.
0: Another thing you were very instrumental and in something very important in my life is you were very involved in my relationship with Lance. And then my subsequent Lance breakup. And yeah. you saw me in all of my, all of the times of my heartbreak through that relationship of him being in town and then him leaving and then him breaking up with me and all of the confusion surrounding that. And you and David both took me to museums and would see me fi- try to, in, in every painting that would mean took something to, the to opera me. In a limo. Yes. And you took me to the opera in a limo. Just, you were. You guys were so involved in moments that were so clearly had nothing to do with work. They were entirely with who, like with with who I was as a person and forming the most essential parts of me as an as a human and and as a kid and then as the adult that I would become. And I I, I want to know from your perspective because we've never talked about this. What do you remember about that time and my my first love with Lance Bass?
3: Well, you—I remember you had talked about having gone somewhere, mm-hmm. and talked about the whole thing.
0: Mm-hmm. You can tell, you can say everything. Lance, Lance has been on the podcast. We've talked about it all.
3: I, 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 let's just say that after your explanation of the whole evening, uh-huh. I said, Danielle, are you sure he's not gay? Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. No,
0: <laughs> that is definitely not it.
3: No, 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 no. of course not. <laughs>
0: Oh, you guys walked me through that heartbreak, for sure.
3: Yes. And- no, you know, it's uh, as a gay man, I've had to walk students who I knew were struggling with that. Mm. Not just a few who were struggling with that and scared and yeah. felt inferior and less than. I never just look at someone and say, well, you know, I know you're gay. Your mother probably knows you're gay, too. It's a big deal. But you can't do that. Right. So right. what I do is I have a little body of literature that I will kind of sneak in a book here and a book there, and it's made an enormous difference helping people with positive ways uh, to deal with it.
0: Well, thank you for doing that, but also walking us through those delicate moments of, you know, uncertainty and uh, questioning yourself and questioning your worth and your friendships and, you know, working with kid actors who are then – when you're on a show that's successful, they're also be coming into their own money and they're coming into fame and they're coming into stardom. and that's changing the relationships they have with the friends back home or at their regular school. It's meeting new friends. And it's also you probably see them falling into occasionally a, a crowd that maybe you want to protect them from,
3: yes, yeah. Everybody thinks that, oh, they're in the film and television industry, they're drug addicts. well, yep, <laughs> no, it's not true. I mean, if you take the percentage of kids in our industry who have a problem, and stack it against the percentage of the general public, it's minuscule. The difference being, of course, that you're on in the public eye. Yeah. If someone writes about it instantly. Or you got a pimple on your nose. Someone's Thirty million people see it before yeah. you. So it's a different ball of wax, but, it's, but there are so many hundreds of thousands of kids who've gone on to do great things like write and teach in you know, colleges and produce stuff and direct stuff. And that's good.
1: I'd love to hear a story about, um, if you don't, and you don't have to name names, um, but I'd love to hear about a time when you had to step in and either shut down a production or pull a kid from a situation uh, yeah. in, in your role as a welfare
3: worker. Well, the truth is, if you if you talk to the right people and make the right moves, generally it doesn't get to that point because they involve they know they have to come and talk to you. They know if they want to do something wrong. Except, so I was once working in Northern California with Robert Conrad. I don't know if you remember him.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And he uh, his son was a uh, seventeen year old son was in in the movie and uh, and a, and a younger girl, and they wanted the girl to be in a, like a Twenty foot tower with a live bear, and they <laughs> insisted that they were going to do it. And I said, "You're not going to do it. I'm telling you, you can't do it." They went ahead wow. anyway and did it. And so I had to file a formal complaint, and they were t- taken before the labor commission and fined very heavily. And uh, wow. but uh, so they can just forge ahead. I mean, in Northern California, there is a guy with a gun and a badge in Los Angeles who come to a set and shut it down. For- on behalf of you to enforce the law, but wow. uh, normally, if you're in the woods somewhere, it's your words or nothing. They can yeah. go ahead and do it. You just have the right to write, make sure that they're fined and held accountable. I, I I, uh, I, I just think you have to be a team player and be reasonable. And when I, I teach the class every year to the new studio teachers, been twenty-three years now coming in from the state, and the first time I taught it twenty-three years ago, I said. Read my lips. Always do what's best for the children. Always. Mm. If that means it comes six o'clock and they have to go, but they're in a scene they've worked hard all week and and are doing it and gonna finish it in five minutes, you know, not pull them, you give them the five minutes and let them do it because that's punishing the kid. You don't wanna do that. Right. Uh, the powers that be had a big problem with that. So I slipped that information in and, and dog talk or something
1: together it makes such a difference because I, I I was in multiple situations where I was in an, another state like I worked in North Carolina or the, the worst for me was when I worked in Australia when I was 11 and they um, you know they don't have they didn't have state protection they didn't have a welfare worker and they the studio teacher in Australia turned out to be a background actor who they just gave a bump to to also be my studio teacher and, um, yeah. and they worked me so hard. I remember one night, it was one in the morning. I had been working, I think, for 18 hours. I was cold. We were freezing. And I just remember the director being like, come on, Ryder, you know, you can find that inner warmth. Let's do this. He's a British guy. Let's do this. And I was like, literally passing out, like falling asleep. And I'm and I'm, what what was the worst is like, you know, obviously I was unhappy, but I think the hardest was on my mom because she was in this position where her son wants to be an actor her son's getting to be in this you know show so she doesn't want to shut down the production she felt so disempowered and she's just the stage mom Mm -hmm. who's being an awful stage mom if she stepped in you know so you need that person you need that somebody with that authority who says like time is up you've worked nine and a half hours that's it and then you know yeah
3: Sometimes it has nothing to do with eight and a half, nine and a half hours. It has something to do with whether the kid's tired or not. He's been three or four hours. Sorry, gotta yeah. go. Yeah. He worked once on... Uh, I, Macaulay Culkin had flown back from Australia and to do the American Comedy Awards at the Shrine or somewhere like that. And he he did them, you know, as usually was great. And he, he came backstage and drooped, tired. They put him in a corral with, you know, ropes. And press was all around him, shouting questions or something. And I and I looked at him, and he listened to a question and went. I said, "Okay, time to go." So I pulled, I pulled him out, and his mother walked up to me and said, "What are you doing? So I'm sending him out? You can't do that. I'm his mother." I said, "Well, I'm sending both out then. <laughs> but that's what I can do, and that's what I'm doing because he's tired. Yeah, <laughs> never working this town again." So they they went off. And the makeup ladies turned to me and said, oh, my God, thank you so much. Right. Everybody sees. Everybody on the set sees what's going on. Yeah. And if you're unreasonable, they see that. But if you're reasonable, even though it might be hard for the company, they know that too, their parents or their people.
0: (laughs) Another uh, behind-the-scenes, non-school-related or set-related Danielle moment that you guys were involved in is when I started smoking. (gasps) Oh, David Combs called my mother immediately and was like, I need to let you know, I've seen Danielle smoking a cigarette.
3: Yes, we talked about that. Yes.
0: So what is that situation like where you see a kid and you know they're doing something wrong and now you have to make the decision about involving their parents? What is that like?
3: Oh, well, uh, that's what you do. That's That's not a big deal. But I take that very personally because I am probably more anti-smoking than well, except for marijuana, anti-smoking than anybody else. I hate it. Yeah,
2: because <laughs> you weren't doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, it's awful. No, I'm kidding. It's I'm I'm
3: glad I quit. But. Especially if you have children. I recall my parents smoking three packs each a day, and I breathed the smoke until I went to prep school at thirteen.
0: Wow. Sure. I rem- I remember David saying to me, Danielle you are, this is the most addictive thing you could possibly be doing. I know you think, oh, I just have an occasional cigarette here and there. It's not really that big of a deal, but it's not that. This is the most addictive thing you could do. I would rather you do heroin. (laughs) I remember (laughs) saying to my mom when my mom, when my mom was upset with me and she was like, this is just, it's terrible for you. And I know that you think you can do it occasionally, but it's most so addicting. And I said, I know David David said he'd rather I do heroin. And she goes, I do not feel the same way. I don't think that was a very smart thing to say. Well, Wesley, 30 years later, wow. looking at us all as a weirdo adults. Oh
3: no, you're just wonderful. and every one of you, it's amazing.
0: Do you keep in touch with all of your students the way you do with us? I have I feel like girl meets world obviously brought us closer back together, but I never really felt like you were out of our lives. I feel like because you were such you, you knew we had such a strong connection and you were so important to us, are you able to do this with a, a lot of your students to stay in their lives and stay such an an important authority figure in their lives?
3: Well, I suppose I've kept in touch with a lot of students, but none as meaningful as you guys that was just one of the best times of my life uh, every day. Mm. And I, I do keep in touch with, with those kids, Sabrina and Corey and, and uh, Peyton. And, but, uh, but not it's not the same. This is the show for me.
0: Yeah.
3: So not just kissing your butts, but <laughs> just, I feel that way. Yeah.
0: Well, Wesley, you are just such an important person in our lives and we can't thank you enough for being here with us and
3: for existing on earth and nothing.
0: We love you so much.
3: I I love you you too. And thank you very much for asking me.
0: Yes. And thank Thank you for for bringing a little bit of the David Combs spirit with you and talking about us, talking about him with us. Uh, Losing him was really, it was very emotional for all of us. And, um, we know. Thank you. You were also the one who told us.
3: No. Okay.
0: All right. Love you.
3: <laughs> Thank you all.
2: Bye.
0: We'll talk soon. Bye, Wesley. Bye. 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 Oh, boy.
2: You almost made it. Almost. You almost made it. You're like 58 minutes in. Ryder made it about 40. <laughs> you made it like 58. And I think I cried in
0: 1972 or something like that. <laughs> oh, man. What a man. Yeah. What a, what a, um, We've talked so much about how so many of our memories, when people ask us about our behind the scenes memories, so many of them happen in the classroom for writer yeah. and I, who spent yeah. so much time in the classroom. So many of yours will happen on the golf course or, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. playing with Steve Hafer and doing all that stuff because you had a more adult existence on set. Yeah. But so many of my memories and feelings about Boy Mead's World involve Wesley and David because that's yeah. just where I was, you know? Yeah.
1: I don't write anything. Without thinking of Wesley and David, because, um, you know, I would re- I would write papers and then they would give me notes and yeah. then we would revise together oftentimes. So mm-hmm. I would sit in the room and I'd be like writing on my third draft of an essay for something. And um, there are vocabulary words that I only know because they gave them to me wow. <laughs> and um, or phrases, you know, or certain uses or turns of phrase. Um and so every day of my life, I'm using that. I mean, that's, I'm, I write for a living. That's yeah. all I'm doing. And, and so I'm, I'm always in a conversation with Wesley and David. In yeah.
0: your head, yeah.
1: There's also just something
2: so beautifully ironic about how important a teacher is in your life when our entire show was about how important a teacher is in your life. Get yeah. It? So uh, real life Mr. Feeney's. Very cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets Tears. <laughs> As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch.
2: I, I got nothing.
0: Podmeetsworldshow.com. Uh, Will, send us out. Actually,
2: I think, since this is Wesley, one of you should send us out.
0: Okay. I can't even Rider, talk, you so. want to do it? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll do it. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Maddie Moore. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. Follow us on Instagram at podmeetsworldshow or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. Oh, Wesley. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah,
1: this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie.
0: It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies.
2: I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead.
0: Mixed with chocolate syrup?
2: Ooh, why not?
0: When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each
1: Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth.
2: The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
0: It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference.
2: That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through.
0: BetterHelp provides
1: online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy.
2: Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you.
0: Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really
1: moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit.
0: That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around.
2: Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks.
1: So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We
2: got you, baby.